Welcome to Cloudlandia. Mr. Sullivan. Ah, Mr. Jackson. Welcome back to Cloudlandia. The world is still going on as it was before. It was the best mm. times. It was the best of times. Welcome back. You've been expanding your footprint on the planet. I have. I have. Yeah, I've got to do something about that. Um, maybe a new pair of shoes or something like that. Yeah, we were at Genius in in uh, Scottsdale, and then we were uh, we were in Chicago for a week, and we did uh, the smaller free zone workshop, which uh, mm-hmm. is different because you, you know, it was about twenty. We had about twenty, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very interesting. I've never really quite figured out what is the optimal size group where you get the best conversation but mm-hmm. it's just different you get different kinds of conversations i agree with the, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i find that and with my uh, my breakthrough blueprint events same thing like i what i find is 12 is the maximum size if you want to have one conversation we're yeah. around one boardroom table everybody you could see the whites of everybody's eyes and keeping the conversation all front and center. When you get even to 14 people, you get into a situation where you end up having fractured conversations. You got a conversation Mm -hmm. over at this end of the table and it's Mm -hmm. less, yeah, it's harder to have a breakout conversation in a small group of 10 or 12 than it is in Mm -hmm. 14 or 16 or 20. Yeah, Mm -hmm. very interesting. Yeah, we push for the 40 to 50, and then we have mm-hmm. individual breakout groups throughout mm-hmm. the day. And make sure. It depends on what your your objective is. I think with your case, it's very important that they get a unified sort of understanding of the eight profit maximizers. Activators. Yeah, activators. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you should make a maximum profit since you're going for profit anyway. I think you. That's right. Think, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. You're putting in the work. You're putting in the work anyway. That's, well, that's, the, that's the advanced program. We'll start out with that's the advanced activators. program. Yeah, yeah. First, they learn the, the act- activators. Where they, there again, we just gave you fifty more years of future just in a. So single conversation, yeah. I, I tried out two new tools in the thinking tools in the mm-hmm. free zone workshop, and one of them really had a big impact. And it's from a quote from Walter Payton, who is a very famous running back in the mm-hmm. National Football League Hall of Fame, Chicago Bears. And he had, a, and I heard this about seven, eight months ago. Read it, and it is just kept bouncing around in my head. And usually when that happens over a period of months, I'm supposed to do something with the thought. And Mm -hmm. the thought is when you're good, you tell everybody. When you're great, everybody tells you. Right. That's very good. I like that. Yeah. And I came up with a one-page layout structure where they can put in certain experiences. And, um, but You know, I had them do uh, one was when you're good, what do you tell them? And then the other column was when you're great, what do they tell you? And then Mm -hmm. we had them brainstorm for two minutes each for each column. Mm -hmm. And they wrote down about five things on one and five things down on the other. 
And the statements were starkly, starkly different. They were for me. Oh. I did the sample copy, and they were starkly different comments. Yeah. And I wonder what you think about that, because I haven't really put names to what's happening there. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that, for, first of all, we're using our experience on the left-hand side, which is the good side, as mm-hmm. you know, contrasted to the great side. And we're mm-hmm. saying, this is what we do, and this is how we present it, and this is these steps that you'll go through, and this is... This, th- these are the names of the tools yes. that you're going to be using. But mm-hmm. on the other side, they're completely different. And they, the comments that come back are how they've taken the tools and used them and what they've actually yeah. done to I, their life. That's my what's initial their actual, that that's their my actual thought, thought, that I think that on the left side, the good side, I think that people would tend to focus on features of yeah. what they and on the right side would be reporting of benefit. I think that's a good that's probably accurate that they're talking in terms of yeah. results and the left side would be talking about yeah. process and yeah. results, ideas and outcomes. I think you could have a whole yeah. vocabulary of left and right. Very interesting because what I did then is pick the three best from both sides. So there's a little mm-hmm. lower column, and mm-hmm. they picked the three best. I says you can rewrite them uh, based on your first draft, or your first draft, and now you do a second draft. And then I say I'd like you to go to the triple play sheet and see if you can combine left and right in three of the arrows that starts the triple play. Mm-hmm. And they did. And then they go through the pink boxes and then they go through the green boxes and then they, they go into breakout groups and they talk about it. And they came back and to a person, when we got back, they said, I've got to completely rethink how we're presenting ourselves in the marketplace. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? The whole, when you start looking at, it's a difficult thing for people to think about presenting outcomes or the benefits mm-hmm. of promised land, the destination. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are at the hypothesis stage mm-hmm. that you're projecting what the results, the intended results are compared to reporting on the documented actual results. That's it's a, whether it's a theory or a, a real you know, a real thing. I think that's probably part of when you're good, when you're, you'd think you've got an idea that some outcome is going to be, and you think that this process is what's going to get the outcome. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, hype that up a little bit to get people excited or in intellectually involved in the idea that this outcome is possible, which is very different than a field report. I, I call it often the difference. We use the term of book reports versus field reports. And yeah. somebody's got a, a field report is an actual documented, here's what happened on the outcome uh, kind of yeah. thing, as opposed to, I think if we go this way, we'll get the result here. In theory, my calculations tell me. Yeah. What was interesting was people zeroed in on 
your statement, and it was mentioned two or three times, that the left-hand side where you're telling your good story, it's a convincing argument. Mm-hmm. On the right-hand side, it's a compelling offer. Yes, that's the that's exactly it. That was my thought. Yeah, that's why I say that, is that a compelling offer is 10 times more powerful than a convincing argument. And that's when you're that, at the level... Yeah. When you're at the level where you can make a compelling offer is because you have certainty around it, right? That's what's compelling. I think I was thinking about mm-hmm. that a lot, like the guessing and betting is that when you're, what you're trying to, if you're focused on the left side, the good side, you're trying to present enough convincing arguments to get people to place a bet on there, but mm-hmm. they're the one you're trying to get them to place the bet. And that's the mm-hmm. whole purchase order versus receiving doc analogy of that. You're going to the purchasing department, trying to get them to write and fund a purchase order to get a future delivery of a result or an outcome. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were able to go to the delivery, you're able to go to the receiving doc with the results that you're met with open arms. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's interesting, right? That's a, yeah, that's about Chris Rock, the comedian once said about crack. Nobody sells crack. Crack sells itself. You got some <laughs> crack in your house. People will be knocking on your door at three in the morning looking for that <laughs> crack. <laughs> you don't have to go out and <laughs> sell. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The sample does the selling. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's really the thing when you look at the, what was the, what was some of the highlights of the great side? What were some of the highlights that stood out or even in yeah, your I own? Was just, uh, I was just thinking because I was at Genius Network last week in not this past Friday and Saturday, but uh, the week before. And mm-hmm. I didn't have any presentation during the during the two and a half days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, uh, I was uh, streaming, uh, by the way. Yeah, and but I was running in the hallway when we were out on breaks. I was running into strategic coach clients who've been in the yeah. program for 20, 25 years. But this is the first <laughs> time I've met them because mm. they've had other coach. They've had other coaches. And at least three of them came up to me and they almost had tears in their eyes. I said, I just want to tell you, this has transformed every part of my life. Wow. uh, Just being in the coach. Wow. When I talked to them where they were before they came into coach and what the difference was as a result of uh, going to the workshops. And, And it was pretty, pretty steady throughout the two days when I was just out wandering when there was someone else would be with them and they, they, they'd say things like, this saved my life and everything like that. And I was just noticing, but I really didn't tell the other person what strategic coach was, except that it had a transformative effect. Mm-hmm. And I think the, there's another thing we, I talked about convincing argument and compelling offer, but I think the other thing is that on the left, you're aiming for a transaction. On the right, you're hearing about a transformation. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And I told people that if you don't 
if you don't have anything that you can think of that you would write down on the right-hand side, on the great side, I said, marketing isn't your problem. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. You got to be able to, you've got to, once you're able to document the outcome, that's what, that, it's yeah. funny because that's exercise number one that we do. I have a breakthrough blueprint starting tomorrow at celebration. And one of the way, the first thing we start out is with the dream come true on both ends. We define the equation mm -hmm. as what would be the dream come true for you, first off. What is it that you're looking to build? What do you really want in from your business here? Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. start with that. And what are you really good at? I have to get people to strip away the goggles that they've been looking through of their existing business. This is what typically they get caught in that left side of this is what we do. Mm -hmm. But I say, I was trying to get them to think we're talking about new now. We're talking about business, new business that you haven't already done. So what are you capable of right now? That's why I say to people like, what is it? What's the best thing that you could do for somebody if they would just get out of the way and let you do it? for them without mm. not what you can convince them to pay for or not what you can constrain through the current delivery system that you have in place just what is what's the best <laughs> outcome that you could create for somebody would be a dream come true for them mm -hmm. and then who mm -hmm. who would that person have to be and that's where we then segue that into Profit activator number one, which is select a single target yeah. market. Yeah, but it's really interesting that, and that's another distinction taking what you just said and going back and looking at the when you're great, when are you great tool. Mm -hmm. That <laughs> just if you died and people showed up at your funeral, which side would they talk about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I went through, geez, I went. Through, he told me about all sorts of profit act. <laughs> it was really great. Uh, I'm not sure it did him any good. Amazing. We're at his we're at his funeral, so I don't mm -hmm. know if it did him any good. Yeah, but I I just think that one thing that it requires for you to fill in the right hand side, the great side, is that you first of all you have to be interested in what people's outcomes are you have to be interested in what their actual experiences are and you have to take them seriously you're getting real market research yes yeah that's why i say it. this is it's amazing to see what people talk about when they imagine the best thing they could do for somebody what they're capable of is far more than what they're currently offering to people. And it's so funny because that's the way that their business is set up is to their delivery pipes are calibrated for what they think they can convince people to pay for. You know, mm -hmm. It's not anything to do with what the outcome is. Yeah, it's very interesting to me to see this. Yeah. play out again and again because people light up when they get when they get into describing the outcomes because that's what I, that's that question demands an outcome 
It's not about mm. what's your best, what's your process. It's about, mm. that's why I say, what's the best thing that you could deliver for somebody, the dream come true experience for them that would be that you're capable of what's the best result you could deliver. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing mm -hmm. to see that people are often there. We went from had one conversation with a health practitioner who was doing, they had a real protocol for reversing type two diabetes and mm -hmm. they were selling a $17 ebook about it, right? Like trying to, get people and I was saying, how could you, what would be the best thing that you could do for somebody if you could charge $17,000 for it? What would be, mm -hmm. because what, it's not knowing the protocol, it's complying with the protocol is the mm -hmm. issue, right? And if you could mm -hmm. deliver the result, if you could reverse their diabetes in spite of them, that's where the real uh, thing would, you know? And where I got that was I, I had read, at that time, I had finished reading, I think it's Alan Dykewald had a, a great book called Change or Die. And uh, mm -hmm. did you ever read that book? Doesn't rain a bell, no. Oh, it was very interesting. I'll give you the short kind of summary version of it. That the premise of the book is if your life depended on you changing, do you think that you could make a change? And yeah. the evidence says no. The evidence says no, or you can't. And the evidence that they used, they took different scenarios, one of which was heart patients, cardiac patients, people who have just had bypass surgeries. And you would think like that's a life or death situation that people, you've had it and I'm sure the doctor says, you listen, you need to straighten up here and fly right. You need to change your ways or you're going to die. And they go back and some crazy number, like 80 plus percent of people who have had bypass surgeries one year later have made no significant changes in their lifestyle. And it's, it was very interesting. So Dean Ornish uh, created a protocol where he convinced Mutual of Omaha to divert a cohort of people who were eligible for bypass surgery that the insurance would pay for, which at the time was over $100,000 for uh, per patient to have that. So he diverted them into an intervention program where they sequestered them for 30 days and controlled every ounce of food that went in their, in their body. They had access to counseling and group work and meditation and stress management and yoga and physical therapy, all of these things starting stripping back to just really addressing the why, the issue of why are they doing the behaviors that led to this, this issue. And the average after the 30 days result was an average weight loss of 28 pounds, a reduction in angina by 96%. People who couldn't climb a flight of stairs were walking two miles. This whole complete turnaround of things in 30 days. And then at 30 days, they sent them home 
with access to a chef and a personal trainer and counseling and group you know group counseling as well for a year and then they were on their own after the year and at the end of 3 years 77% of the people had maintained the changes that they made in the in the program because they built the change from the inside out and mm-hmm. also from the outside in at the same time it was they were removed from the environment that mm-hmm. made their bad decisions and took their took willpower out of the equation took the other things they just total immersion for 30 days where they saw the benefit of the things without having to white knuckle mm-hmm. the willpower to comply with the protocols. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, man, that's very interesting because that's the same thing that happens in any type of change, right? That was just mm-hmm. a really good, that was just a really good example of it. Imagine you see the same thing. My, my approach. To strategic uh, coach. Yeah. Yeah. My approach would be different. They won't make a change if they don't have a, a new future that's bigger yes. than what the life that they've been leading. So that must yeah. happen. That must happen in the, the test that they, in the they, envision, they envision themselves almost acquiring a new capability by making the yeah. change that yes. creates a bigger future. It's really interesting in the political campaign. I'm just looking at it and it's driving the, it's driving the journalist is driving the pollsters. It's driving one side of the political spectrum absolutely crazy. That with Trump, you have at least four indictments, um, which the prosecutors are hoping him to put him in jail, thereby making him ineligible for the election next year. But mm-hmm. actually, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that's true. It doesn't say you can't be under indictment and get elected president of the United States. But the other Mm. thing is that his numbers keep going up with each new indictment, and they can't comprehend that. And because on their side of the party, an indictment would uh, be the end of your career. And they're trying to figure out why an indictment on his side. The other thing is, as far as I can tell, the president, Biden, right now, is uh, trying to get us to believe that things are really good. Things are really good. And uh, that Biden economics has really been a breakthrough for the United States. It's just that when people don't go to the grocery store, they don't feel that way. When they Mm -hmm. go to the gas station, they don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. And and their line seems to be, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe us? Are you going to believe your own line? Are you going to believe here? And but what Trump says is mega, make America great again. Let's make America yes. great again. Yeah. yeah, and it just seems to be to me a more compelling offer yes. than yeah. Things are better than you've ever had them before. It just seems to be a better offer. Yeah, that's one seems whole... to be an attempt at a convincing argument, and the other one is a compelling offer. And his, part his for a lot thing, of Americans. Yeah, I think his whole thing. That if you stack it up, it is all. Let's talk it out. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Is that what's happening on the 
left side and the right side. No, no correlation between left and right politically. But yeah, just coincidentally, it turns out that Trump's big things are all compelling offers. Make America great. Yeah. Build the yeah. wall. America first. Yeah. Drain the swamp. Yeah. Those are all outcomes yeah. that are compelling in themselves. Uh, Let's prevent China from cheating us and ripping yes. us off the way we've America been. America first. The way that, America yeah. That's the Yeah, let's stop the endless wars, the endless wars and everything. And uh, he's just picking up, and I think he's operating on the right side of the, first of all, is uh, he's operating on the great side because he's got the word great in his compelling yeah. offer. Make, make you America know what I, great. I saw in you. I was going to say, you talk about great. I saw an interview where he was, they were pressure him into picking a side between Ukraine and Russia, like who's in the wrong. This was prior to Israel and Hamas, same kind of thing. And his answer was, I want people to stop dying. That, what a great like Trump <laughs> card, right? It's, I want yeah. people to stop dying. They're killing themselves they're killing each other that's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't so argue that, against that yeah <laughs> yeah and it just struck me that they, they are making up stories on the left-hand side about about he's a dictator and he's appealing to the worst instincts of uh, the american people and everything like that but my real sense is he's speaking a completely different language that mm-hmm. people on the left don't understand. They 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 talk and it's the difference between talking about efficiency and talking about effectiveness. Uh, you know, people say, "Well, we're doing things more efficiently than we were before." Yeah, it's just that you're doing things more efficiently that we don't really want. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's. I'm glad you're making yourself feel good about what you're doing, but nothing that you're doing really makes us feel good. And anyway, I just find it, find it interesting that one of them has a greater grasp of what people's experience actually is. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a pretty, it's a compelling exercise, actually. <laughs> Get a great, have a great, a great outcome. So what then is the action from that? What, what's the, and who's the following third? Uh, yeah, on the when you presented that as an exercise, to what end? What's the next? What's the uh, the? I, I immediately got my results in the go around uh, when we were wrapping up the exercise, because every person in the room said, "I've got some redesigning to do in terms of our message and what we're actually doing to generate great side comment. Are, are we doing the things that would generate?" That the thing is, I think one side is doing and the other side is being. On the one side, you're describing what you're going to be doing with them. And on the other side, you're going to describe how you're going to experience as a result of going through the protocol, as a result of going through. Yeah. What would be an example of people having completed the eight profit activators a year later? What would be some of the things that they would say a year later? Yeah, so certainly my I have I have an engine that delivers leads for a I've generated a, a thousand new prospects from a book that I wrote and have as a download. 
and then on the lead conversion process that they're they've they're collaborating with people at a higher level in terms of the delivering the outcomes for people opening up a whole new who not how excuse me who not how opportunity up like a perfect example that we're going through right now in our real estate uh, division is i have excuse me all of the things that that people can do to get certain outcomes everything that we talk about is tied to a a key metric, a deliverable outcome for people. And so I went through and looked at each of the outcomes that we're delivering, meaning, let's say, for getting referrals and repeat business, our key metric for that is that we manage their relationship portfolio for a 20% annual yield. So our thing is that they have 150 people that know them, like them, trust them, and that they should be able to generate 30 transactions from that outcome. Mm-hmm. Now, I went through and looked at all the things on the left side that you have to do to get that mm-hmm. outcome. And I started looking at it from the self-milking cow, hey, the who, who not how way of what if we were responsible for helping them, that kind of the Jordan Peterson model, right? Adapted for this <laughs> situation. What it, what would we do if we were responsible for helping them? And I started realizing there's very little that requires them. I could do under with our team, we could do almost everything for them. And the things that we can't do could be done in one 30-minute phone call a week mm-hmm. with a coach. And so we could, from that 30-minute milking session, get all the milk that we need to pasteurize and turn into the products. We could identify who their top 150 are. We could get them set up in their in their Go agent CRM. We could We have the world's most interesting postcard that we could print and mail to all of their people, we can create a Google map that drops a pin where all of their top 150 are. And then each week, we can have a conversation with them and say, Dan, who are you showing houses to this week? Who are you going to see about selling their house this week? And we could look on the map and see if you're showing houses in the beaches, you could look and see, okay, I've got four people in my top 150 that live in the beaches in the certain neighborhoods where I'm going. If there's a townhouse complex, say River Run, we could send an email or a text to those four people and say, hey, Dan, I'm showing houses in River Run this week, and there's only a couple for sale right now. Have you heard anybody talking about selling, maybe we can match them up Mm -hmm. with this couple from Mm -hmm. Scarborough or whatever it is, just do market making activities. So Mm -hmm. those things alone, we could do all of the work. And I went through for all of the outcomes, getting referrals, multiplying your listings, converting leads, finding buyers and getting listings. Those are the the bankable results that that we focus on. 
And I identified that we could literally do every piece of it. And since I've started describing that to people, we just launched our accelerator program in November. And I've been positioning it as a personal trainer, like working with a personal trainer where you, you know, will meet with you once a week, except unlike working with a personal trainer, we're going to do the sit-ups and you're going to get the six pack. That's really the, mm -hmm. that's a compelling offer, right? Yeah. We'll do the sit-ups. You get the six pack is as compelling an offer as we can make. And so we're yeah. six weeks, six weeks into that. Proof. Certainly proof that life's not fair. Exactly. So we're six weeks <laughs> in and it's very, but it's really, we're positioning it as a combination a really super skilled virtual assistant who's actually going to mm -hmm. do the work compared to a coach who just tells you what to do, but is not going to do mm -hmm. it for you. So it's really all that sweet spot. But even then, Dan, it's still getting everything set up and going through things. I said so much of it is just about getting things into orbit. Like once the systems are mm -hmm. set up and once the things are in place it's much easier but you have to go through this the van allen belt where you're getting pummeled with meteorites and space junk and fear and there's all these thoughts that that people have because it's new to them and they're everything they've got to make sure everything fits with their brand and their there's a lot of questions and then what's going to happen and all of that that stuff but very already people are getting results we somebody sent out their first world's most interesting postcard got a eight hundred thousand dollar listing and as a referral and then sold that person another house all and closed it all in this first six weeks somebody else had mm -hmm. a, did some of the listing multipliers had an open house Mm -hmm. found a buyer for that house and so it all works it's just the mm -hmm. uh, getting understanding what those mm -hmm. uh, the bankable results are what the outcomes are yeah the, the interesting thing i did another tool in addition to the when are you great and it's called uh, crucial abc questions and uh, and what you do is you um, have people brainstorm growth problems. In other words, they have a real opportunity for growth, but there's a problem. And, and you have them do that for a couple minutes, and they can do it in their personal life, or they can do it in their business life, whatever suits them. And then you ask them, take each of the growth problems, and you ask them three questions, A, B, C. Mm -hmm. And A, is there any way I can solve this problem by doing nothing? And the answer is usually no. They have right. to. They have to communicate something. They have to. They have to uh, communicate. Maybe it's a decision they have to make. And but that clarifies them that it's a lot simpler than because when you hear about problem, it's like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna require a lot of time. This is gonna require a lot mm -hmm. of effort. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm already doing a lot of things, and now I got to solve this problem. But mm -hmm. if you ask the first question, is there any way that the problem can solve itself? All of a sudden, it clarifies your thinking down to a very simple level. 
Mm-hmm. Then the question B is, what's the least that I will have to do to solve this problem? Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, it refines what you came up with, question A. Mm-hmm. And I have to communicate what's the fastest way I can communicate and to whom. Mm-hmm. And uh, in such a way, that's it for me. Then I don't have to do anything. I just have to communicate. I just mm-hmm. have to communicate uh, one thing. And then mm-hmm. the third question, which I think uh, I'm going to see what your response to it is. Who's the who can do my least? I, I agree with that 100%. That fits very yeah. neatly with a tool I've been working on that I've been calling three L's. And whenever we're not getting something done, it usually falls into three categories. It's either a logic problem, meaning we don't know what to do. That's So we got to figure out, do you know what to do about this situation? Mm-hmm. And then if you do know what to do, the next thing is a logistics problem. Do you know how to do this or what actually needs to Mm -hmm. be done? What are the sequential steps? And I like that idea of what's the least that you can do logistically Mm -hmm. to get this handled. And if you know what to do and you know what needs to be done and how it needs to be done, the third is a limbic problem, that there's some emotional block, Mm -hmm. there's something that you're not taking action because your thinking is off on this. And that is mm-hmm. watered down from, I heard somewhat, Andrew Tate, actually, I heard a thing he talked about, there's only three reasons that he was using broke. The only There's only three reasons you're broke. It's you're either lazy, arrogant, or you're lazy, stupid, or arrogant. And mm-hmm. I thought those are like dowdy emotional words all the way up to 11. But I started looking at it that if you take stupid as the well, dowdy. Well, the thing is that yours is much easier to take. Your three L's yes. is much easier to take. That's And exactly the reason right. is you can be a perfectly good person, an intelligent yeah. person, a creative person, but you don't understand the logic of the situation. That's perfectly acceptable, and yeah, you don't know the logistics. That. Yeah, you, you, you don't, just don't know, know what the logistics. And the limbic one is you hadn't thought about it, but now that you bring up the topic, yeah, there is an issue. Yeah, I'll give you a, a really great example of that. We had a free zone client about three or four years ago, and he came up with a great technological breakthrough in the medical industry that allowed using virtual reality allowed students in medical colleges to experience every organ in his case it was the face and the head because he was he was a cosmetic surgeon and he and he and instead of seeing it as a two-dimensional illustration in a textbook they put on goggles and they actually walked into a room that was the inside of the organ and then it had 17 different elements to it that spoke to you when you put a laser beam on them. So he had a laser beam. He was had his Oculus, uh, you know, Oculus visor on, and then he had a laser beam. And when he talked to it, it would explain itself. And then it would say how it was connected to another thing in the organ. And he could just go in 360 degrees, and the, the organ would announce itself to us. It would describe itself to him. 
And the uh, he showed it to medical schools, and they went gaga. He showed it to technological companies, and they went gaga. And mm-hmm. uh, and anyways, that's where he was when he demonstrated it to us in free zone. And then ninety days later, I came back and I said, well, "How's it going? You got have you launched with anything?" He says, "Nah, there's there's some there's some issues. I haven't sorted it out yet." And anyway, and I couldn't see how any of the issues would relate to being successful in the marketplace. All you have to do is walk somebody through it, and it's crack. Right. Show them. Show it to them. Right. Have them just go through, and it sells itself. So then ninety another 90 days, so we're a half a year down the road now, and we're talking. He still hasn't done. I said, can I just chat to you about this? And he said, yeah, I said, yeah, I said, let me take a, you know, let, let me guess what I think your problem is here. And uh, he says, oh, okay. I said, it's okay for you to split half of what you've earned up until now, but it's not okay to split 50% of the future. And he said, yeah, that's exactly it. And I said, how long have how, how how long have you known that this day was coming? And he said, 17 years. And I said, okay, that's good. You're practiced at it. And I said, so if it's three years from now and nothing's changed, is that okay for you? And he says, no, it's not. I said, two years. No. I said, one year. No. I said, next 90 days. And he said, no. I got him down to two weeks and he started everything in motion the first week yeah. after they've left the program. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. that's a, that's a, that might be all three, three packed into one. Three. It's the progression, right? Like it's usually, it is the, what you just described, that's the, it's a limbic uh, thing. And that clarity, once you really understand that that's the big, and it gets you, that's more like you can, walk through than what the action is once you realize that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like that notion of stupidity and lazy. There's lots of reasons people are broke. They're yeah, not, exactly. So they're not lazy. No, that's what I said. And the noble thing of the lazy is really that it could fall down into that they don't know the logistics of what to do or they're busy is a very noble thing that they're they would fall into that right they're too busy and then that's what i did is that's how i dialed them down to logic yeah i find making uh i find moral insults never work absolutely that's exactly right and that's where when you break it down clinically like that with logic logistics and limbic those are the yeah uh, that's cool yeah i think you got a winner We'll put that up there with VCR formula. It's good. Yeah, you got a winner. Have you gotten a smart contract on the two of them yet? No, I have not. Yeah, you should give Carrie uh, Oberbrenner a call. He can have them date stamped today. Call him, call him, and he'll just within twenty four hours he'll <coughs> give you a, a blockchain smart contract for both of them. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I like it. That way, so, nobody will be able to to steal, break into the <laughs> Bell, Seasons Valhalla, and, and steal right. your, <laughs> your latest ideas. 
It's all happening right here in yeah. the Idea Lab at the Four Seasons Valhalla. They'll probably just take off over the golf course, and you wouldn't be able to track them down. That's right. Exactly. So funny. Are you in Toronto for a while now, or what's your... Just a week, and then we're mm-hmm. back to Buenos Aires next Saturday. We go back oh, wow. to Buenos okay, Aires so another how week. Are you, uh, how's your new knees? The knee, we were told, it takes six months for the uh, missing cartilage to regrow. So they said, you won't really feel a difference for three months after we did it. So we're a month Mm -hmm. away. But I will tell you the IV that we did for brain, where they put stem cells into our brain, is noticeable progress. I really really noticed the difference. And it shows up in another um, sort of therapy that I'm doing, which is neuropotential. Yes. And I think I've described this to you, and I do it uh, once a week when I'm here. Mm -hmm. And I've done it three times since I came back from Argentina. And and what it is that they put sensors on my head, 19 sensors. Mm -hmm. And it's like a net. Yeah, where uh, where do you have to go to do that again? Right at Allen Expressway in Shepherd. It's just above... And uh, yeah. I had to check whether I needed a passport or I needed right. to take extra oxygen with me or shots. Yeah. Needed some shots. And, and they sweater. told me, no, uh-huh. yeah, they told me they've really advanced and they, you can just come from the beaches to mm-hmm. that area now without any uh, worry. You can actually <laughs> yeah. do it without worry now. And, uh, but what it is, it's 40 minutes. I've done, I had done 30 in the last year. And showed noticeable progress. And I'll tell you what the progress is, that I've been diagnosed with a backward brain. Okay, backward being that in the middle of the night, I'm doing creative, productive work that I should be doing in the middle of the day. And in the middle of the day, I am attempting to doze. And, And that would probably be one of the reasons why Adderall was a very attractive drug for me because it woke me up. But Adderall over a long period of time uh, has negative effects on your nervous system. So anyway, I came back and here's how it goes, Dean, when you go through the 40 minutes, probably five, six times the screen will go black and the sound goes out, even though the movie keeps going on. So you're watching a favorite movie. I chose Foyle's War, really Mm -hmm. whopping good. British production from 15 years ago about a homicide detective who is solving murders during the Second World War. So that's called Foyle's War. And he's getting resistance from higher officials because there's dodgy dealing going on with higher officials in the British government that are wealthy people who are trying to protect themselves. So anyway, uh, it's very engrossing. And usually five, six times during a 40-minute period, the the screen will go black. And then what happens is that you don't have to do anything. Your brain just notices that things have gone dark, the sound's gone up, and uh-huh. it, wants, Auto-correct. It, wants the, it wants the input back. So it's a constant feedback. And then you get better at it, and then the technician... You have a technician sitting with you, and she, they're all she's, she will increase the difficulty for next time. And that's gone on now for about 
about 30, 30 sessions before I went to Argentina and, and really noticeable results when I do intelligence tests, mental tests. You can see the difference that's actually benefited me enormously. So anyway, I come back a uh, week after we got back. I went to my first session and I go 40 minutes and no blackouts and no, no loss of sound. Nice. And I get to the end of the session. Now, these technicians are are very rigorously connected that they give human feedback for what's going on. They're just they're just adjusting the the sensors or whatever. They're no, making no. notes, but they're making notes, but they're not telling you what the notes are. No reinforcement and or stimulus. So I get to the end of the first session and she looks at me with a big smile. and She said, that was fantastic. She said, I've never ah. seen that before. She, okay. she, she said, I've never seen anyone go through all 40 minutes without the screen going out. Now, it did blur a little bit, but it uh-huh. never went black, and the sound didn't go up. Okay, so that was three weeks ago. And then two weeks ago, I did it again, and it just edged into the black once, even though she had increased the difficulty. She had increased the difficulty just a little bit, went in half a second. Mike, and then it came back, and that was it. And yesterday, <laughs> pardon me, it went in 40 minutes and no black, no sound out, even though she had increased the difficulty again. She said, This is, she says, this is quite exceptional. She said, I haven't, I have not seen this kind of progress being made. And I think it's because of the stem cells to my brain, yeah. which I will get again which I will get wow. again the week after next. Um, Do you get, uh, um, are you still, are you still going to uh, Osteo Strong or is that the place? Yeah, I was in Osteo Strong yesterday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but I haven't been doing much uh, other work exercise. So I've maintained basically where I am with Osteo Strong. And mm-hmm. uh, really good. I mean, they have a thing called double standard, and I do double standard. I, I'm strong enough, my legs, my arms, mm-hmm. and everything else. So it means that I haven't lost any strength over the last 14 months. Mm-hmm. I haven't lost it, which is good, which is very good. And actually, I've actually I've gained strength. I've gained strength. I've showed yeah. steady progress, but that's amazing. So far, no I had a nice. Uh, I had a nice mm-hmm. Zoom with our uh, our osteopath friend from London in the who was in oh, the yeah. free zone. Tahir, Tahir, Tahir. Yes, yeah. He's very passionate yeah. about about osteo. Very passionate. Yeah, passionate. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he just needs to one little mindset change. His mindset change, you want to know what it is? I do, of course. He wants to save the world. Yes. I got and that. that great he, saves them. he wants to save them from something that doesn't present as an imminent danger. It's a chronic, long, don't have any evidence that there's anything yeah. wrong until you fall and he's, break your hip. I, it's he's such got a, a limb. Like, he's uh, got a he, yeah. He's got a limbic obstacle. You yeah. you are you hit it on the head. You hit it exactly yeah. there. I, it's yeah. so funny yeah. that you said he wants to save the world. My advice to him, I said, was we've got to prove evidence. It's so funny because I hadn't heard you go through that exercise, but all the things that he was talking about are left side things that are the the things. And I was showing. I said to him, it's very interesting, but. What could you do 
that would make, you know, let's call it, well, <laughs> that liver <laughs> puddlians. How could we take, how could we make headline news that liver puddlians have the strongest bones in the world or that there's yeah, eliminated yeah. the downside of this? And that was something that if you're going to save the world, you've certainly got to start. I heard that one time, Bono from U2, there was a, there was a movie called Killing Bono, but for years they would be dubbed as the second best band in Dublin. And if your goal is to be the biggest band in the world, you've certainly got to be the biggest band in Dublin. And that, yeah. So if we're going to save all the world from the negative impact of osteo health, is how could we start with Liverpool? And make liver. Yeah, well, I, I, the, I, the healthiest uh, bones my, in the world. My attitude is: Can you do it with one person? First question: yes. Can you do it with right. one person? And I said, if you can do it with one person, I think you know fifty percent of what's needed to do it with ten people. Okay. Yes. And, and then you get to ten. And now you know fifty percent of what it takes to get a hundred people. Just work up your capability and confidence that way. It's a lot easier. That's the uh, that's the scale-ready algorithm. Once yeah. you figure out how to do it, once you've got some evidence, but until you do it a second time or for 10, you're mm -hmm. so right on. That's how we approach marketing problems. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It's so I call funny it, that I way. call it the Singapore model. Yeah, so, Singapore was a lawless Southeast Asia crime den. All the criminals in the within a thousand miles of Singapore. This is where they mm. went, and they had their warehouses there. They had they did their deals there. They recruited people, but Singapore became independent of Great Britain. In 1960, I think it was around 65, and it was mainly the work of one family, the Lee family, and uh, they're still in charge. So it's 60 years down the road, and they're still in charge. And so it's a big harbor. It's one of the better harbors in Southeast Asia. And they said, so let's get together some muscle, some so people who know how to how to give hard knocks to hard people. And they went in and they said, in the first six months, we cleared the entire block that surrounds on land, the block of houses and buildings that surround the harbor. And at the end of six months, they're crime free. Okay. And wow. they did it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not without pushback, but they right. overcame the pushback. And then they said, over, okay, so over the next six months, let's clear two blocks in from what we've already achieved and they did okay yeah and now they mm -hmm. had three blocks and this was this was the most important real estate and, uh, from a commercial standpoint in mm -hmm. uh, singapore and then they said now we're going to go four more blocks in so mm -hmm. by the end of the next six months we'll have seven blocks okay Mm -hmm. And the criminals all got the message and left the city. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, there's so that's the wisdom, right? Is getting it into the thing of, yeah. of one. Mm -hmm. Get a foothold that you can learn from. Yes, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, yeah. But I think that saving the world, uh, first of all, I don't even know what the world is. And I don't know right. what saving it means. 
and yeah. I wouldn't know where to I I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know how to keep score. And yeah. when do I actually get to be happy? Yes. So amazing. I love it. All right. I can't believe it's been an hour, but this was uh, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I'll be just arriving in um, next week. I'll just be arriving in Buenos Aires. So it'll be the we'll. Uh, I'll just see backup because we're the we're time difference. We're a two hour time difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see if we can sneak one in during the week. Okay. Uh, no, never. Not sneak. no, no. Dean and Dan don't do sneaking. No, that's exactly right. Only with intention. Yeah, so yeah. Becca will be with us. We take Becca with us. So Becca will do it. I just do it right at the Four, Se- Four Seasons Hotel in Buenos Aires. Okay. Very nice place. Nice. Yeah, so. Anyway, great okay. to chat. Dan, I'll talk to you okay. soon. Bye.